The following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Thirty years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns Billy Derrick and Michael Sendrick. And now, here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in. It's a beautiful Thursday in Nashville, Tennessee. Bright sunshine. The last time we had rain, Nixon was in office. We do need rain, and we need it soon. That much I do know. However, I'm not here to play weatherman. I am here to get us started on what ought to be a terrific show Let's call roll and begin by saying hello to Coach Watson Brown, who joins us from up on the plateau. Watson, how are you? Hello, George. The plateau could use a little rain too, buddy. So Yeah, I believe it. But that. it's been beautiful, man. I don't know how we can complain about anything. It the trees up here are starting to turn. It is a it's gorgeous up in these hills. It's a beautiful drive up in that area and up toward yep. Knoxville it is. this time of year. It, it really is. And the further east you go, I think even the prettier it gets. Yeah, I believe it. Billy, how are you today? George, I'm, I'm great. Speaking of Knoxville, uh, I, I listened to a little bit of Watson on Tony's show yesterday. I thought, really? I, I, thought he, I thought he did really well. How'd that did go? You? you listened some, huh? A little bit, yeah. What, why didn't you call in? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff in the borough. Jeff in the borough. It would have been a good call, yeah. Did you get some calls? I think he had one. He let one call in. I was on for 30 minutes. and Yeah. And it, it rolled pretty fast. Excellent. Good stuff. Let's check in with Terry McCormick. We start each day during football season with a daily Titans update. Terry, how are you? Uh-oh. Oh, Terry, re re repeat that. Uh, we got uh, an issue. We've lost you, Terry. We can hear you faintly. Faintly. No, that's not good. I don't know what's going on. There it is. I think is. we've got you now. There he is. Oh, okay. Terry, say hello. Hello. What's the news of the day in <laughs> Titans land? Well, the news of the day in Titans land is that all the guys who did not practice yesterday, that would be Traylon Burks, Zach Cunningham, Bud Dupree, Joe Jones and Ola Adani didn't practice again today, and they were joined on the injury list by several other guys who are now limited. And if you want the full list of those guys, that's going to be Caleb Farley with a knee, Nate Davis with a knee, and Ben Jones with a back, and then also 
Amani Hooker, who was limited yesterday with that concussion, did not work today. So how many of these do you think are either game time decisions or you don't think are going to play Sunday uh, up in Washington or wherever it is they play now? Well, I think the true indicator will come on Friday because a lot of times if guys haven't practiced by Friday, then they're probably uh, a no-go in most instances. I would say that the most likely no-goes uh, based on just the injuries that they suffered last week or before that uh, would probably be Burks, Cunningham, Dupree, and I would guess Joe Jones. And I don't know about Ola Adaini. Uh, it's possible, I guess, that he could come back. But uh, of the key guys, you know, Burks certainly looks like he's going to miss. Cunningham's probably out again, and Bud Dupree may be out. Terry, this is a football team that now is two and two. That's the good news. They've righted the ship. Their second half performances in games have been abysmal. How surprised were you that Derrick Henry was willing to talk about it after the game last weekend? Yeah, it was a little surprising. And the funny thing with that was, you know, he was very matter of fact, apparently in the TV interview, how he was not happy with how they performed. But then once he got to the locker room and met with us, Mike Brabel had spoken to the team and uh, he'd had a change of heart, so to speak. Uh, I guess Brabel told them that, uh, you know, they needed to enjoy the win. And, you know, it's a road win. It's a divisional road win. So it gets them back to two and two. So I guess he decided to look at the glass half full as opposed to the glass half empty. And, you know, it's certainly an issue, the fact that this team can't put points on the board after halftime. And, you know, it's something that's got to be fixed, or sooner or later it's going to bite them, uh, you know, like it almost did against the Raiders. Yeah. Um, any thoughts out of Washington? Uh, they're, they're an organization in total chaos. They've been in chaos for a long time. What do you think? Well, they have some talented players, you know. I know Chase Young's not going to be there, but they've got some other guys on that defensive front that are pretty good. Over on the offensive side of the ball, they've got uh, Terry McLaurin, who's a top-flight uh, receiver in the league. Now, the offensive line has not been able to protect Carson Wentz worth a flip because he's already been sacked 17 times in four games. So you're not going to win a whole lot doing that kind of stuff. So they've got to figure out a way to protect Wentz. I think they've been shortening routes and trying to get the ball out of his hands quicker. And uh, to me, this is, you know, this is a game that the Titans have to go there and win. They can't be pulling this stuff like they did uh, a year ago, losing to inferior teams like they did at home against Houston and like they did at the Jets. Yeah, this is one they definitely need to win. Terry, thank you as always. We'll talk again tomorrow. All right, sounds good. Terry McCormick, he starts each day during football season with that right there. The Daily Titans update. That's what it is, George. It's powered by the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. Give them a call at 615-906-8458, as well as Sumner Funeral and Cremation. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. They've got two convenient locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville. You can also find them online at Sumner Funeral. Dot com. George, we start 
Today's update with some college football news. Quinn Ewers is expected to play Saturday for Texas against Oklahoma. Pete Thamel reported on Twitter that he will suit up in the Red River showdown, and he's been practicing without limitations. So pretty huge news for Texas there. That is big news. Uh, He's a really talented football player who desperately needs a haircut. (laughs) We saw it on the TV yesterday. That's ridiculous. Whew, man. I should have pulled up a picture of it. Watson, if Oklahoma loses a third game in a row, what level of hot seat does Brent Venables feel? Uh, Zero, but he will catch a lot of grief. (laughs) He can't be on the hot seat after three games, but he can catch a lot of grief. And I don't see how they win that game. But that game's always one of those where you don't go by records. It's just... I've been in it a couple of times, and you just don't go by the record. So I wouldn't say no way, but my gosh, the way they've looked the last few weeks, I don't know that I've seen a worse defense play on television, George, in 10 years than I saw against TCU. Oh, they were awful. I mean, there were were nobody in the picture on some of the plays. I, I don't know. It was pitiful. It was bad. Well, I think it says a lot that Texas is a seven-point favorite over Oklahoma in that one. I mean, I'd like to know the last time Texas was that big of a favorite. Yeah, it it, well, three weeks ago, they wouldn't have been a favorite, but a lot has happened in 21 days. A lot has happened over in Norman. We'll have to see if Venables can cool off his hot seat a little bit. Uh, Second piece, George, A&M quarterback Max Johnson is uh, out for the Aggies uh, this weekend against Alabama. Not sure how much that would actually matter in that game, but – uh, he could be done for the season. So it just keeps getting worse for Ojimbo. Watson, they cannot keep this young guy healthy, and that's a shame. Can't protect him. Yeah. I very disappointed in the Aggies. I just can't believe the offense is that bad. They've got way too many athletes, George, to to be that poor on offense. They're gonna be good on defense because they play a whole bunch of young people, but you can't win in the SEC if you can't score points. Isn't that amazing we say that now? 15 years ago, you didn't say totally that. Totally the opposite. You, you, you won on the defensive side of the ball, but not anymore. You can't score points. You can't win an SEC title. And I don't know what he's going to do. In my personal opinion, he needs to get out of it and hire him an offensive coordinator and a true offensive coordinator let him have it and be the head coach. I just don't know if Jimbo can do that. He's yeah. always – had his nose in it and calls the plays. And it's it's time for him to get out because I don't see a, a modern offense at all right now. No, it's, well, what, as I call it, Cro-Magnon. What do you see, Watson? I mean, what is he running? Very conservative, just old-style old passes down the field, high-low stuff. Not a lot of the quick game that everybody's running and bubbles and slants and fades and and shallow crossing routes. You just – I don't see any of that. And it's what I've seen Jimbo do back when 10 years ago it was very successful. Uh, he was at, at LSU with Saban. He was at Auburn. I mean, he's been at Florida State as coordinator, but it's caught up with him. You, these guys on defense, Billy, are too good. They're too big, strong, and fast rushing the passer now. You can't hold the ball as long as AM's holding the ball. 
We've got another piece here, George, moving over to college basketball. Kentucky and Gonzaga have established a six-game series that'll go all the way through uh, 2028. Uh, the first matchup is going to be at Spokane Arena and in, in uh, Gonzaga's home arena, and then they'll go to Lexington, and then they'll play two neutral site games in Seattle and Nashville in, yeah. in 2024 and 2025. So, yeah, Nashville will be uh, neutral. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like a big old blue fest. <laughs> no, That's just neutral. a nice there trip down the road for the Kentucky folks. Neutral, now. my you know what. There won't be yeah. anything neutral about so that. So the other neutral is Seattle? Yes, yeah, Seattle. I bet Kentucky has more people there than Gonzaga has. I don't know now. Gonzaga travels pretty good. Gonzaga Today? travels pretty good now. They do. Ooh. Yeah, I remember Tennessee played them uh, – Several years back, and there was a bunch of Gonzaga fans. Yeah, they they better they travel better than we give them credit for. I'll tell you that. We'll see. Neutral. Well, there'll be Kentucky people there. If you're saying oh, yeah. <laughs> there's gonna be Kentucky people there, they don't care where it is. They'll be, they be in Russia. Off, they're gonna fill the place. They'll be hanging off rafters in the oh. upper deck. <laughs> tell they'll you. be there. Oh, man. Okay, last piece here. Kansas City has fired uh, manager Mike Matheny after three really disappointing seasons. I know, George, right before we got on, you thought it wasn't necessarily totally fair. Not to uh, Well, it's not totally his fault. I mean, what are they? Look, they've been worse than people thought, and that's probably what got him fired. But, Watson, I, I don't – when I see the Royals – that's not an abundance of major league talent. No. Get what you pay for, George. Yep. You get what you pay for, especially in today's professional sports. You get what you pay for. Speaking of which, is that the final story? That is the final story. That's it. By the way, Denver and Indy tonight in Thursday Night Pro Football, we will have a pick on that game uh, at 556 or thereabouts. After the break, former Vanderbilt outfielder Rhett Wiseman, who is a very good talker, will get us into some baseball issues, postseason play, the pitch clock, how minor leaguers are treated. We'll get into all that stuff with him. Then we'll get into the Auburn rumors, which all of a sudden are including two new names that you're going to want to hear about. So stick around. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. 
I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com. Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Castle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com. We are back. By the way, Underdog picks today at 5 o'clock. Willie will not be with us. He is in Prague or somewhere like that with the Preds, and so Chase McCabe will do the pinch hitting for him. Speaking of baseball kind of talk, we say hello to former Vanderbilt outfielder Rhett Wiseman, who joins us. As some of you know, this guy can really talk some baseball. Rhett, how you doing? What's up, Plas? How are you, my man? Doing good. Hope you are. Doing great. Thanks for having me today. Okay, I'm going to go kind of around the world. Nothing, just a bunch of random stuff. You ready? Let's do it. The report's gotten out, and I have suspected this for two or three weeks, 
Buck Showalter says he may play the San Diego Padres series without pitching Jacob DeGrom. I have thought that there is something not 100% right with DeGrom. When I saw him give up three solo bombs in Atlanta, second time in his career he's ever done that. What do you think? I think 100% something's wrong. I mean, how do you not, you know, pitch the best pitcher in baseball in these playoffs? It's not like one of those things where you're saving a guy for the ALCS. You're not saving anybody for that. You're not saving anybody for the divisional round. You got to throw your best out there. And and their best would be DeGrom, Scherzer, um, you know, and and, and kind of that one-two punch. So 100% there's something wrong with them and they're just trying to give him some extra time so that hopefully he is ready for that divisional round. In my warped sense of how to get my team back to the World Series, I've thought that the Mets, if healthy, if they get by the Padres, are the perfect team to stack up with L.A. because they can they can show L.A. every bit as good a starting pitching, if not more, than the Dodgers. Agree, disagree? Agree. Agree to a point, though. You know, George, when, when you're playing the Dodgers, that's a team that's built for the postseason year after year. And, and you know, all they've done is just add. They're just better. That, that team plays a, a higher quality of baseball in the postseason come October. And they play a high quality of baseball in, in you know, April to September. Um, I think that it's, I think it's LA on that, on that entire side. And and I think Atlanta is going to have a really, really tough, uh, you know, if Atlanta does pass through that divisional round, I think they're going to have a really, really uh, tough time with uh, the Dodgers. Just to watch it. You go any farther with that. We'll throw you out of here. <laughs> so here's a couple of other things I want to throw out. When I would go to minor league games this year out at the the Sound Stadium, I would go up into the room where they monitor the whole pitch clock thing. They've been telling me that they're cutting 25 to 30 minutes a game by using that pitch clock. Do you think that's true? And secondly, do you think the major leaguers and more importantly, the umpires will really live up to that? You know, the pitch clock is just to, to satisfy those people that want to say, hey, uh, the game's too slow. It, it's, it's just one of these things that um, is going to quell that crowd down a little bit. In reality, the pitch clock doesn't do anything. Uh, the pitch clock can be subverted in a couple different ways. One, a pitcher can pretend something's in his eye. They can step off the mound. Um, they can pretend there's a cross up. The catcher can call time. The batter can pretend there's something in his eye. There's a, there's there's 20 different ways around the pitch clock. Um, you know, in my in my years playing in the minor leagues class, we had a pitch clock for almost half of those years. So four years I played with a pitch clock, and there are tons of ways around it. Uh, another thing, umpires they have to be super super consistent with calling pitch clock on, on players they understand too that if they if they call clock on max scherzer they're going to have you know some some hell to pay um so they are timid in doing so they also know that if they call the clock on on scherzer they're going to have to call the clock on the other guy you know so 
Um, it, it's not a good situation for umpires, the clock and the pitchers and, and hitters. If they're not ready, they're just going to step out of the box or, or step off the rubber to, uh, to, to restart that timer. We're getting rid of the shift, which on the surface, I really like, but I'm kind of sitting there saying to myself, why didn't the hitters take, uh, control of it and say, okay, if you're going to stack the box on the right side. I'm going to the left, and they never did that. Yeah, you know, Plast, I hate the shift as a hitter. However, people will tell you that statistically over the last decade, the shift hasn't changed much. They'll say that, you know, the the, the averages are, are the same. Really, the, the only thing that the shift affects is those big-time power hitters who are pull, extremely pull-dominant, um, and people want to see them with better averages. People want to see those guys continue to, to do well. Uh, you know, I think banning the shift is not going to do anything. Um, and when I was playing on defense behind shifts for a long time, they don't, you realize the times they don't work more than you do the times that they, that they do work. Um, so, you know, my thoughts on the shift are, are, are pretty impartial. Okay, Watson's going to take you in a minute down the road of the playoffs a little farther than I did. In your minor league days, you were pretty outspoken about treatment of minor league players. They're not part of the union with the Players Association, that kind of thing. Now you've got this pushback where there have been some lawsuits filed and a belief that minor leaguers are finally going to get treated better. Now, Rhett, I know a little bit about it. I was a minor league baseball announcer in college and then for a couple of years out of college. So I'm really interested in your thoughts and why you chose to be so vocal. Well, I've always been pretty vocal about everything, George. And, uh, you know, the <laughs> right the mistreatment of anybody, you, you know, people should stand up. I was one of those guys in the minor leagues throughout my time who – wasn't as dependent on kind of the, the hierarchy. Uh, I, you know, some of these people that are making decisions uh, at that minor league level and above that level aren't very smart. I, I'm sorry to say that. Um, but they also believe that there are people um, who are playing baseball and, and these people that are in positions of power know, hey, Rhett thinks, or hey, minor league baseball player thinks that if they open their mouth, we're going to release them and they'll never be able to live their dream. And unfortunately, that ideology is actually correct. You have a lot of guys from Latin America and from different parts of the world who are playing minor league baseball, and they believe that it's fall in line or fall out of line. Um, and that's something that I, I never agreed with. I never was going to kind of just fall into that that thought process of hey this stinks but I'm, I'm I better just keep my mouth shut and uh, and you know for for lack of a better phrase just kind of take it um, I've never believed in that it's not who I am morally or 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 uh, you know ethically deep down so I figured you know I'm gonna open my mouth and uh, you know by no means is that the reason why we're this close to a union now but you know, just showing people 
that you can stand up to this group of, of, of owners and, and this group of, you know, higher ups um, has really opened a lot of doors and, and hopefully will lead to some, some serious change. Watson, it sounds almost like radio. Rhett, <laughs> <laughs> to go a little further with the minor league baseball, what do you think would improve it? it? It Are there too many people drafted? Is it too hard to go from single A through triple A to get in? None of the other sports. It, it's a lot easier to me in the other sports, but they don't draft as far down in in the draft as baseball does. What would you do differently with the minor leagues as far as draft or anything? Yeah, Watson, that's a great point. Uh, you know, there are two there are two sides to that coin, and one is: Do I think the draft should be smaller? Definitely, because then it allows more people to get up to the to the major leagues. But on the other side of that, then you're cutting so many players who would be late round picks who end up making the big leagues and having great careers, which those people exist. Those players exist. So, you know, it's really tough. I mean, baseball is 100%. It, it is dying. It is a dying game, regardless of, of, you know, the income that these owners are making and uh, all the money that's pouring in based on gambling laws, getting more lax throughout the country. The, the number of, of young kids playing baseball is down tremendously across the United States. So there, something has to change. Um, and whether that's at the big league level, at the minor league level, whatever that is, our game is getting less and less popular uh, than, than it was even five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So when it comes to kind of, uh, you know, making it more exciting and, and, and giving more people a chance, I don't know if, if cutting the amount of rounds is the best way to do it. I just don't, Watson. It's one of those things where you want more people to have an opportunity, but with every person that you're bringing in to, to have opportunity, your own opportunity, if you're a player, is going down. So, of course, the more people we have, the more opportunity, and, and I think that that's good for the game, but also, you know, tough. Is is Do you feel like, Rhett, that they – these these owners of these clubs that own you guys or all the all the guys that get drafted should spend more money in the minor leagues. I've never understood why they don't. Uh, to me, just class everything up a little more, and that player might become a better player because he's better taken care of. He's not he's not up all hours of the night. He's not playing all hours of the day, and and he stays physically healthier. And then you have a better chance to make it and they get better players that way. Something else I've always thought about. Yeah, Watson, but you're not thinking about it the right way because you're thinking commonsensically, right? <laughs> your, your thoughts actually make sense. And that's, that's your whole problem, right? You have to understand that, you know, common sense in this industry is absent. It's non-existent. It doesn't, it, it, it's not there. There's only a couple organizations that actually tend to that. And, and those are the ones that have the most success. I mean, two of the best organizations in baseball to play for in the minor leagues are the Yankees and the Dodgers because they treat their, their players as they should be. And look, we're, they're, they're not playing this weekend. 
right? Because they already have buys. So yeah. pays off. Um, yeah. And the the better the more you treat players with respect, and the and the better you you treat them as they go up, the more money that you pay them, it's gonna make them better players. Yeah. I have guys that I played with in the minor leagues making you know eight hundred bucks every two weeks, making sixteen hundred bucks a month. They can't spend an entire offseason and dedicate that to getting stronger and getting better and 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 getting the trainer that they need and doing the right strength work because they have to work nine hours a day at Nordstrom selling shoes on their feet, which there's no problem with that. But a, a, a baseball player trying to make the big leagues should be devoting his time in a better way than that. He's not getting any better at baseball being on his feet, you know, eight, eight to 12 hours a day. Um, but he doesn't have another choice because he doesn't make enough money to actually, you know, invest in himself in the off season. So this whole thing and, and Watson, you know, next time I come on here, you know, I need you to think with less common sense. <laughs> wow. My, my, my last you thing about beautifully my, in the show. <laughs> my last thing about the minor leagues and then George, we can go wherever. But when I played at Vanderbilt and when I came up through, everybody was using wooden bats. So that's all I've ever, I've never played a, with a aluminum bat or non-wooden bat, whatever they are. I've never, never played with one. How hard was that to leave the aluminum bat when you're using it when you're young and then you're using it up through your college time and then you go to the wooden bat? How hard was that? How long did it take you to, to change your thought process or to be able to use the wooden bat with confidence? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. And the, the nice thing about that is college baseball has done, a, has done a good job integrating the wood bat. So almost every single summer baseball league's wood bat. Vanderbilt in the offseason uses wood bat almost exclusively uh, because it makes you a better hitter using wood. Now, I think that wood should be the only thing that's used. Aluminum is, is, is kind of silly, uh, and you realize how – much more powerful it is when you start using wood every single day. But you also realize your margin for error with an aluminum bat is five times greater than it is with wood. So you become a better player using wood. Uh, I, I wish that college would go to wood. I wish that all high school would go to wood. I wish that everybody would go to wood, but there's just too much money in metal bats right now. There's too much money in contracts and business and, and grossness behind those aluminum bats to where I don't think we're ever going to see that. Yeah. But it, so you used them in the off season or in the summer. So you, it really in the transition that I think it would be. Uh, so that's, and all the, all the colleges are doing that pretty much. I think the good ones are. Yeah. 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 Right. George, my last thing I've told George, we kind of disagree on this. See what you think. I don't really. Well, he's automatically going to agree with you. <laughs> I, I, I think the Braves have a the, the Cardinals to me scare me to death and I'd, I'd rather play the Padres as the Cardinals that's just me uh, I know the par Padres have got not how do you feel about it because I don't think the Braves have got any easy route here if the Cardinals beat the Phillies and they're they're the home team uh, and then we we play the Cardinals and then 
then the Dodgers after that. I, that's not an easy road. No, I don't think, you know, I think once you get to the MLB postseason, I don't think there is such thing as an easy road. Uh, but, you know, I, I think honestly, Watson, I'd rather play St. Louis. The Phillies, if they get hot, I don't, I, I think they might run the whole, run the whole gamut. Um, with that lineup that the Phillies have, there's no stopping them if they get rolling. Now, with St. Louis, of course, they're super, super well-balanced, but I think Atlanta's better at almost every position than, than St. Louis. Now, of course, you know, you have some some really close positions. You got, obviously, uh, you know, Arenado and, and Riley at third, but I think positionally, Atlanta is better across the board. Brett, first of all, thank you for taking the time to come on here. Going to want you to do this again sometime during the postseason. Read my lips very closely. Bravos. Got that? We'll see. Repeat after me. Bravo. <laughs> we'll see. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Brett Wiseman, former Vanderbilt outfielder, joining us here on the show. When we come back, the Auburn rumors that will not go away. You're going to love the names you're going to hear because it's going to get you thinking a bunch. So stick around. This is Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. 
Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. So let's face it, most of us, raise your hand, if you're being honest, you believe that at some point Brian Harson is going to get fired at Auburn. Watson, you believe that, don't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And several weeks ago, I threw out a name that somebody had given me, which was uh, Matt Rule, the coach of the Carolina Panthers, who I do believe will get fired at some point, they're offensively horrendous. So far, the Baker Mayfield experiment has not worked. But since that time, two new names that are not going quiet keep popping up that I keep hearing. Lane Kiffin. Nice picture. Nice shades. Where'd you get that, Billy? Online. Very nice. Let's see what you got for Hugh Freeze. Hello, Hugh. How you doing? So, Watson, let, let's bat around both of these. There used to be this whole, you know, gentleman's agreement that you do not poach a coach from the same conference. That day has long since passed. Yeah, that's history. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, let's talk about, first of all, what do you think it is is ticking Lane Kiffin off at Ole Miss. I just, I think Lane wants to get as high as he can get. And I think he thinks the ceiling, there are places higher in ceiling than Ole Miss. That's why I don't think he will stay there. I'm not saying this year, but I just don't think this is the, the last stop for Lane Kiffin. And that's just his mindset is, is he wants to go for the gold and uh, my gosh, he's had two pretty good goal ones in Southern Cal and Tennessee, but he's trying to work his way back up to one of those again, in my opinion. And I think the football world thinks Auburn is one of those. They've won national championships. 
Um, and they've, they've got a big obstacle right now that they hadn't been able to get by in a while. But but everybody still behind the scenes, George, thinks Auburn is a top-line job. And and uh, I personally don't right now because you, you've got a long way to go to, to pass Nick and to start beating him again. If some, if, and the Auburn people are just not very patient. The other thing with Lane, and he, I, I think he'd love to jump right in the middle of Nick Saban. <laughs> I think he would love it. Be the one to drive him out of coaching. Oh, just drive him crazy. <laughs> he, he'd love to just be right there, uh, jaw to jaw with him every day because it's every day in the state of Alabama. Right. I've told you before on, on new shows at night, the lead story a bunch of times a week is Alabama or Auburn football. Not the sports story, but the lead story. It, it's unbelievable in that state, and I think Lane would love it. So it would not surprise me to see him hang around in this job. Okay. If we go back a year and a half, two years ago, when Auburn hired Brian Harson, now this is just my opinion. I think Auburn found it a lot harder to get a really good candidate because of exactly what Watson said. There are a lot of coaches who want no part of going up against Lane, uh, Lane Kiffin, of going up against Nick Saban. Now, it's not like Harson is a communist or anything mm -hmm. like that, but Watson, they are really holding it against him that he's not from the South. Yeah, unfair, but I am a believer. They're using it. They're using it un unfairly in some ways, but I am a believer that a great football coach don't always fit every place. And I think you, you need to hire what fits you at Auburn. Auburn is a deep South university, a deep South job. The fans deep South. It, I just, I didn't think it was a fit. I think he's a heck of a football coach, and I think he'll leave Auburn, whether he sits out a year or he takes one immediately, and he will be successful somewhere back west. But I think it's hard for him here, and I'm not sure he's had a shot because they weren't – they just didn't take him into family when he walked in the door. They just did not. And uh, I can remember going to Rice from Cincinnati, and they all think they're hiring a – Yankee guy that's coming from Cincinnati to Rice. And it it took a year for me to get the Texas high school coaches to see, oh, this guy's one of us. <laughs> as soon as they heard me talk, they understood a little better. But when they said Cincinnati and to Rice. They thought you good. said use guys. Yeah, you guys. Use guys. Use guys. But – so I've been through that a little bit. It, it didn't take me long. And, of course, I didn't stay but two years, and I hightailed it back to Nashville. But I'm telling you, there is something to that. And uh, Brian Harson hadn't had a shot. If I'm an athletic director, I don't, I don't hold this against him in any shape, form, or fashion. When he's gone, he did a great job at Arkansas State. I mean, at uh, Arkansas State, he did a great job at Boise. Um I would go back and hire him west, out on the not just the west coast, but from probably Colorado on. I think he he fits that much better. I'm told that Auburn talked to Hugh Freeze a couple of years ago. Yeah. Now it's two more years at Liberty. 
Now there's no Malik Willis, and he's got to be wanting to scratch that itch. And he's had, compared to most coaches, a ton of success against Godzilla, Nick Saban. Beat him twice at Ole Miss. He was at Ole Miss and beat him twice. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about how he got those good players, but he probably had better players at Ole Miss than anybody's had there in a long time. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I think he – he didn't feel comfortable leaving Liberty George uh, early because they gave him a shot when he was dead in the water. Sure. But it's been a while now. And he's brought that program to prominence. I mean, Liberty's image now is a lot different than it was when he went there. And I think he will be ready now. And I think if I'm them, or what I think they will do is I think they're going at Lane Kiffin first. And then I think it would be Hugh Freeze second. And the reason I say that, Lane Kiffin, they know Lane Kiffin is not afraid of Nick Saban no. at all. <laughs> they know he'd love the challenge. And Hugh Freeze is beating him twice. So those two names to me is where Auburn's going to go. We may not hear it because both of them may pull their names out. But I promise you they're talking to both of them, to their agents, not the coaches. So you believe now this will be the third weekend in a row that I've tried to get Harson fired. My suspicion is Georgia will be much more alert than they were against Missouri. They'll rip into Auburn pretty good. And then the, the, the stuff will start. You think that if the job comes open, that it's one of those two that ends up there. No, one of those two, they go after. I don't know that either one of them will go or not. I don't know. Why, why would why would uh, why would Hugh Freeze turn it down? I don't think he will. Uh, Lane, I'm not sure. I think he'd be infatuated with it, but I, I still think he says, "I keep doing what I'm doing," and then all of a sudden, one of the big boys pops open, and I'll, I'll get that. So I'm not sure Lane would go. I think Hugh would go. And they got to get through the SEC. Is the SEC going to approve him now? They wouldn't even let him go be an assistant at places. Okay, let me ask you this, though. I mean, I hear that. Okay, so Sankey tells Auburn, I don't approve. Well, so what? Oh, I I think that's pretty big. That's a big bear telling you. You have a legal right to that. No, but I'm not sure you take that on. I'm not sure you think it's worth it. I don't know that Sankey would say that anymore. All I know is there were times that people tried to hire him as an assistant. I think Nick Saban did at one point. That's what's never been proven. But I think Nick Saban did, and I think the SEC said, I I don't want you doing that now. So they did it once before. That's been three years, two years ago maybe. It's been at least two years, maybe three, George, uh, since that Saban thing went down. Uh, I think it was after Lane left. So how long? No, not as long as it was past that. It was past Lane. It may have been another guy and then and then freeze. But I don't think the SEC would say anything now because he's been clean at Liberty. And there's not been any issues there whatsoever. Um, I would go after Hugh Freeze at Auburn because I think he's got enough guts to give it a shot and believes in himself and thinks that he can take on 
the Saban world and 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 win because he has. He, he, there's nobody else can say it. He beat him twice in a row, two years in a row, best I can remember. I think once at Ole Miss and then turned around and beat him in Tuscaloosa. He did have A.J. Brown and Medcalf catching balls. I mean, it's not like they didn't have any players there. You talk about two monster wide receivers. Oh, good Lord. Think about that. Hey, would the Titans like to have both of them? And Ole Miss had both of them. Yeah. Not Not an NFL team's got both of them. Ole Miss had both those guys. Watson, stop there. You'll like this line. Film at 11 on Saturday. Stay tuned. <laughs> Did you like that? Stat of the day. Hey, one more, one more guy. I think we're forgetting about Who? George. Who? Oh, Neon Dion. Neon Dion. Does he have a shot at Auburn or no? I don't know. I got him penciled I, in at Georgia Tech. I, you think Georgia Tech think, is more likely? To- I just think Billy Auburn has tasted the waters. Now they want a they want a proven guy. Yeah. And I'm just not sure Dion's proven enough yet. So, put up Lane's picture again as we go to the break. I really, those are good looking shades. Stay tuned. Stat of the day is coming up next. <laughs> and then, underdog picks. This is Main Street Media Television. Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care. With 16 subspecialized physicians, our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year, I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own, celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process. My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation. We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre-planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace. 
and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. The Drum and Bugle Corps has arrived, and that means it's time for one thing and one thing only. It's Stat of the Day, powered by John English Antique Sports and Cards over in Shelbyville, Tennessee. You can find them out there Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 o'clock and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. Visit them online at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, give Eric Berner a call with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors at 615 490 7052 or visit their website at rockcastlewealth.com for more information. All right, we roll into today's stat of the day. As I get to this question here, here it is. Which two and two NFL team has trailed in their two losses this season for a total of only 14 seconds? I don't know how Michael came up with that one. It's got to be the Titans. Oh, no, absolutely not, Watson. They oh, no, 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 because of the uh, Buffalo. Yeah, the Buffalo game. Good Lord. That's the outlier. No. Um, okay, let's think this through. Wouldn't be the Rams. Uh, let's see. Denver lost at the buzzer to Seattle. Watson has has um has Denver lost another game? George, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're two and two or three and one and three. Aren't they one and three? They're not even two and two. We'd have to figure out first the two and two teams. Okay, Cleveland had a really close loss. Are they two and two? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Um, I See, that's like the hard part with this question is we're not sure who all's two and two. Yeah, we're failing early, but we're we're about to rally here. We're about to. Are you going to give us the two and two teams? Uh, I didn't know that was required. Well, I have no, the I, mean, I have the answer to the question. I don't want the answer to the question. <laughs> I want to know who the two and two teams are. Two and two NFL. If I'm teams. able to do that, we'll have it like that. Book it. Let's see. I kind of wonder, Watson, if it is the Browns. Okay. So you got the Jets at two and two, the Chargers, Broncos, Browns, Ravens. So Broncos were in there. Bengals, Jaguars, and Titans. Watson, let's go Ravens. They lost at the buzzer to Buffalo, and they lost another game really close at the end. Let's go Baltimore. I agree with that. We're going Baltimore. How about it? 
We had a little help with that one. It's starting to get too easy now. That's how Daddy pulls one out of his rear end. So you that's all you needed? little help. Little uh, help. A lot of help. That's what happens when you get <laughs> my of, help. A lot of help. Yeah. A lot of help with that because I had no idea who was two and two. Baltimore Ravens, but they don't play a lick of defense. And eventually, it's going to be more than last-second losses to get them. Their, their defense is horrendous. Now, we're about to get official. And, it is official. And, you know, announce that the 5 o'clock hour is here. It is now officially here. We need a sound effect of some sort to mm-hmm. uh, signal the 5 o'clock hour. It is the 5 o'clock hour powered by Middle Tennessee Bone & Joint Clinic. They combine state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere, whether it's a sports injury, sprained ankle, or a major joint replacement. MTBJ has the staff, training, and equipment needed to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Their mission is to provide high-quality, specialized orthopedic care in a compassionate manner. Visit them online at mtbj.net. For more information, and George, it's the 5 o'clock hour. It's time for Underdog Picks, powered by Sir Speedy. Whether you need top-notch printing, custom web design, or a direct mail marketing campaign, they are ready to help get the quality products, services, and experience that your business deserves. Partner with Sir Speedy today by logging on to their website at sirspeedy.com. Oh, let's say it the way we need to say it. The official sign provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. That's how it's done. That is absolutely how it's done. And it is time for underdog picks. Let's check in with our panel. Left corner, down at the bottom, Darren McFarlane. Tomorrow morning, he'll be up bright and early. His Indians play at 11 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Darren, what do you think? I feel good. I like their pitching. They're going to beat the Rays. You can. No, I'm not going there. I'm not going. No. Don't do it. Don't. No, no, I'm not. Don't do it. It so seldom works. <laughs> so what? what's their pitching rotation? Do you know? Uh, no, I have not looked to see who's going game one. I just like their depth. I like the fact that they have arms. Um, and then when you get to their pen, it, you know, they don't, they don't lose anything. I, I just, I've been shocked. I think we talked about this. George, a week or two ago, like, obviously, I did not expect for them to win the division. Um, I didn't expect this type of year to be the two seed in the American League. If you'd have told me this in April or May, I'd I'd still be laughing, right? I'd have been on the floor laughing so hard. But, hey, they did it. And um, here I am sitting here telling you not only in the playoffs, I think they're going to win round one. So, crazy things have happened. Do you believe it or no? I believe. Yeah, I don't think Tampa's as good as they have been. I don't think so either. I think they've got some issues. Yep. Now, let's go right bottom corner. It Chase doesn't look McCabe. like a guy from Prague. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. Chase McCabe is filling in for Willie Donick, who is uh, in Prague. I, I have no idea where Prague is. It's, is that behind the Iron Curtain? What, what, what do we know about Prague? But Chase- uh, I think it's good. You know, I, I mean, Willie seems to be having fun. Well, I'm sure he is. He's not working for four or five days. Okay, let's talk about that microphone. Where'd you get that thing? Uh, that was a purchase from Guitar Center. Really? So, yeah, and, you know, got a nice little home set up. You know, this was during the COVID, so, mm-hmm. you know, had to, had to do the home yeah. setup. What all is back there? 
Oh, we got a lot of stuff. We got some race cars. We got uh, some world champion Braves gear. Um, I did pull this out. We have a signed Ian Anderson baseball here. So yeah. he was good last year. He's not good. He will not be on the playoff. He he may be on the Gwinnett Braves. And we've, and we've got the uh, Dansby Swanson batting. Very home. nice. So, you know, we're ready. Uh, nice. We're ready for the Braves to go back to back there, George. So you're clearly not nervous for this first television appearance. No, I'm I'm not. And, um, you know, it's funny. This is an honor. First time on your show. You know, back when we worked together before, you never let me talk. So, you know, I get to do that now. Now I've, you know, Darren, well, I've joined the club, Chase. <laughs> well, you got to earn your stripes. That's that's how it is. You know? <laughs> Darren, do you think that's true that I never let him talk? Do not rope me into this conversation. <laughs> I can't hear you. I'm sorry. I think I've got a bad connection. You're right. I'm sure you do. Darren and I have logged an hour or two together on the air. So, you know, we've we've definitely had that. And it's an honor to be on with Watson. So this is cool. But to hell with me. Well, you know, that's not what I said. It's an honor to be on with Watson and you're kind of a consolation prize. Wow. Great. I love it. I love it. I'm, like, I'm, I'm Kelly's role. I'm just going to pick on you. Yeah, no, you're not Kelly's role. <laughs> no, because we can hit a button. Can we not hit a button and get him out? No, that's TV? true. Yeah. Oh, okay. George, one, thank you. One so and only crap. sound effect. Chase, you need to get into that 1025 library and send us some, uh, some what, what do we call those things? Sound effects. I can do that. We need some. So what we're doing right now, Chase, will have very little to do with you because we are reviewing last week's picks, unless Watson has questions for the two contestants. Hey, think things that have very little to do with me reminds me of, uh, you know, many times under Mother Russia. So there you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Inside joke. Go, uh, Commissioner. Wow. Go. That's, Go. That's that's the, the command there. Look at our graphics. Okay. Man, those look good. So, week five results. We start with Watson Brown. He took the Blue Raiders at home on Friday night against UTSA, plus the four, and they lose 45 to 30. Gave up 45 after beating Miami on the road. Watson, real quick here. I mean, I, I, I feel like you were betting more with your heart there. You wanted it for the Blue Raiders. You really did, but we, we knew that we knew that uh, the trap could potentially be coming. Watson, what he's saying is you really sold it hard. I mean, I went back and listened to it this morning. <laughs> Boy, you don't have anything to do, do you? Well, the, how do you think that <laughs> graphic got up there? <laughs> oh, I promise you, you're the one that did Billy. the graphic. Yes, sir. Read Billy Bob. There is no doubt about that. You does, did the graphic. Does the iPhone 3 make graphics? Right there. <laughs> is where the graphic came from. No, I'll be honest, Billy. I had four teams <laughs> that I was picking from. And I'll give you the four. I had Middle Tennessee. Loser. I had UCLA. Ooh. Ooh. I, one. I had Kansas. Oh. One. Yeah. And I had UAB. I had Rice to beat UAB. All three of them won. The You'd think a percentage I might hit the at least one of the right ones there. But, no, i got to pick the one team that didn't win. So, 
That's the way it goes. That's that's the way it goes. But Watson, you're still in great shape, though. I mean, you you're still still in good shape, but can't let it can't let it snowball from from here on out. Up next, Darren McFarland. He took Sparty plus the eight and a half at Maryland, and that wasn't really a game throughout. It was twenty-seven to thirteen, and Maryland ended up winning that one. Darren, I, I was surprised by Maryland. This really this whole season, but did they surprise you there? Because you were you were pretty confident in that. Period. Yeah, uh, I watched Michigan State, and I told you guys last week. You know, this is either going to make me look like a genius or a total dope. So I guess I look like a total dope. Michigan State sucks. They're awful. Um, I will <laughs> pick them the rest of the year. They're 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 completely worthless. Uh, to jump on the Watson to piggy along piggyback on what Watson just did, I just pulled out my sheet. I mean, I've got it here. I can show you guys. Uh, you know, I told you the four, the four, the first four games that I had were all the ones that were picked, right? So I had MTSU first, Watson took, Michigan State, the dud that I took, followed by Wake Forest and Kentucky. Those were my four picks. Now, the two outside games. Looking at three, sorry, three, because one of them's a little puny one. I had TCU, Illinois, and Oklahoma State. Ooh, Ooh Oklahoma wow. State was a little, little two and a half game. Wow! But all three winners after those first four games. Unlucky. Percentages Unlucky. not too good there, are they, Darren? Yeah. We, Feel your pain, Watson. Percentages were not too good. And you know what? This belly aching didn't get us any points. It made nope. me feel a little bit better, Watson. I don't know if it felt made you feel any better, but I feel a little bit better. Yeah. Moral victory anyway. Yeah, gotta, that's right. Yeah, got to take them where you can. So Watson and Darren take a couple of losses. Willie Donick, meanwhile, who did not make the appearance. He is in Prague. I'm not sure what, what time it is out there. It is um, so. uh, midnight. It's past midnight there. Okay, so past midnight for Willie. I guarantee you he he's watching. He, he's he's watching right now. I guarantee you he's not. Yeah, I was about to say, I guarantee you he's not. <laughs> Willie Donick took the Wake Forest Demon Deacons plus the seven at FSU, and they won 31-21. Wake ends up uh, getting that win. Chase, what do, you, do you have anything to say about Willie's pick last week? I mean, did he send you a message or some sort of uh, – Yeah, where the hell do you think he got that pick from? <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. What exactly are you saying? So the guy goes to Czech Republic, and now you're proclaiming to the world that you made the pick. Well, I mean, I have I, I have evidence of it because I made the same pick on our version of this contest, uh, and so okay. oh. yeah, I was, was going to say so he does. He te he texted me and he goes, "Hey, I uh, I went with your Wake Forest pick." I'm like, "Well, that's a good pick." Oh, and it was. I mean, honestly. The final score is not indicative of how bad Wake Forest took them behind the woodshed. I think Wake is a pretty good team. I mean, they they took Clemson to the wire. I I really like them. They're fun to watch. I was going to say we need some proof, Chase, but uh, there it is right there. I'll that, send that with your sound effects. <laughs> we need, need got some homework for Chase in his first appearance on, on the Plaster Show. So Willie gets the win, and that bumps him up in the standings, as we will see. Meanwhile... George Plaster took Kentucky plus the seven. George, I really, I was confident in this pick. I think we all were. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding about this, but Ole Miss finds a way to win that. And seeing Will Levis get sacked there, I mean, I got totally hosed. That's some of the worst pain of, from, uh, a, from a better's perspective. 
Darren, what were they doing? George, I have unfortunately lived that game my whole life. Um, I felt bad for you. I think I texted you and said, you I'm sorry. Um, that's, that's life as a Kentucky football fan. Right. You know, they, again, their special teams, their kicking game was woeful. Um, they looked like they scored the apparent game winning touchdown to then be called for what was it? The, they were movement. Uh, semi wasn't set. I don't know what the exact call was. They weren't set and they hiked the ball. So they had to do it over, and Levis, the next play, gets sacked and fumbles the ball. Game over. Thanks for playing. It was the right pick. And I know that in the standings, I don't look very good right now. In fact, I have the lowest point total you can humanly have. But I am making sound <laughs> picks. Zero. <laughs> yes. And, yes, and I think you're the one. You got Will Levis hurt, too, because you picked Kentucky. I don't, I don't know that he's going to play this weekend. So, really? So Kentucky's got oh, that. Hold on. Let's get Darren. Is that true? <laughs> I just like the fact that Billy's blaming you for Will Levis <laughs> being banged up. <laughs> what logic brought him to that? <laughs> just jump through the TV and hurt him? Oh. I, just, I mean, I had confidence in that, George. I did too. You know what? I'd do it again. I mean, what is the what's the it definition? Of- oh, it should have worked. Yeah. It should have worked. It should have worked. Watson, should you get points if it should have worked? Uh, absolutely not, because I've asked that before when I've been dead last, and you have just nailed me. So, touche. <laughs> George, I'll be honest with you. When you made that pick on, uh-huh. on our show, because you did mm-hmm. it there too, you you picked last, and you gloated that, you know, I'm surprised this is still here. And I looked at my sheet, and I go, why the hell did I not take take that? Now, obviously, it worked out for me, so I'm not complaining too much. But I thought you had that. Yeah, I it did was too. a book it. it. It was it was rough. So go ahead and put the graphic up there. So you saw the standings earlier. Right. That's where we're at. Watson. Zero point zero. Zero. So zero for George. No wins yet. Zero and five start to the year. You know, my first semester at Vandy, Darren, I had almost that same total. Um, I'm not kidding Uh, one semester my roommate in college got a 0.0 and his punishment was his parents immediately pulled him out of the living arrangement with me and they blamed me and put him somewhere else (laughs) and I'm not the one who got the 0.0 he did I got blamed for it is this a roommate I know uh no you do I you do not know him okay no how about that so George in last That's zero really a pretty picture zero point zero yeah, but how about this this little back and forth up top with Watson and Willie so Chase okay. a lot a lot of pressure on you this week a lot a lot of pressure pinch hitting for Willie so uh we'll, we'll have and to you see. think Willie is watching this God. there's a shot. There is no shot. Willie, take, Willie takes pride in his picks. Oh, bull. Darren, tell him. Uh, it's the same percentages as your points. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's why I know this is true, uh, what they're saying. Aaron's with him, so there, there's no way he's watching right now because she's – well, it's midnight, so they're asleep. Willie will definitely – There's no way. Definitely wake up and, and, and watch this as soon as he can. 
to check in on uh, Chase's pick here. But Darren, you are in third. To, hold, on. Uh, hold on, Billy. I'm not willing to say that they're asleep. I'm just not willing to say they're watching. I, I believe well, they're probably out running the streets of the Czech Republic is what I think. I heard your interview with Pete earlier, so I know that they're they're having a good time. Uh, I've been sent pictures, and they're having a really good time. So, yeah, I don't think they're in bed at all. Wow. This was some information I didn't expect. Um, so, would this be a good time to go to the break, Watson? Say so you better head there fast. <laughs> but Darren, I think, had one last thing he wanted to say. What was it, Darren? Well, I was just going to say you, you could barely hear Pete because there were so many people around him. And this was at, you know, 930. So this was a couple, a little bit over a couple of hours ago. And they were going, I mean, anytime you got Terry Crisp involved and yeah. others, like it's, uh, it's going to turn Crisp. into a party. Yeah, Sheila Crisp, it's going to turn into a party. I love it. We'll go to the break. I'm the first pick. Whoop-de-doo. Uh-oh. Stick around. <laughs> Our picks are coming up on Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes, 
Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Well, we're back. That was a, a interesting ending right there. Just sort of straight out. Underdog picks in about 30 seconds. You're about to find out who we are picking this week. Commissioner, take it away. Well, George, here's the order for this week. Week six in college football. Of course, you, Bobblehead George, will pick first. Mm-hmm. So everybody's excited about that. Yeah. Number two, Watson Brown. We'll pick second, number three, Darren McFarland, and number four, Willie Donick. Pinch hitting, though, Chase McCabe for Willie Donick today. So Chase gets some time there towards the end to kind of read and react to the picks and and uh, get another winner for Willie. Willie's been hot. So, George, are but, you are you ready to lead us off? Yeah, but let me ask Chase a question real quick. Did, did Willie leave you instructions because he cared so much, or are you just on your own? Uh, considering he gave us the results for our uh, contest earlier, two minutes before we went on the air, no, there was no instruction. There was just, you know, off to, uh, off to Switzerland, off to Prague. So we're just kind of on our own here. You're on your own. Well, on your own, you don't have to worry about Kansas because I'm taking them. Uh, Rock uh, chalk, baby. uh, hmm. It's a good one. Is that a book it? Oh, good Lord. No. (laughs) <laughs> no. no let me say this okay to get to book it status it's it's really got to feel good this one i don't know i mean how is kansas five and oh lance leipold yeah he won't be there long no no he won't where do you think he's going darren uh probably nebraska Mm. interesting good okay pick. great pick george great pick kansas plus the i'm trying to make sure well, hold on a second let's see if watson was it on your list yes oh good yeah ace that, that, oh, yeah it was on mine okay watson what were you gonna say that and the dime will get you a cup of coffee but it was on my list <laughs> Darren, what about you you pride yourself on your list yeah it was on my list okay good good if you're on Darren's list, it's usually a good sign. Yeah, I have no points. <laughs> you need to just uh I almost went with Indiana. <laughs> so that I could just catapult everybody and take the lead. Yeah. So sure. plus go for it. Yeah. <laughs> go yeah, go ahead. 
Okay, so George takes Kansas plus the seven. Mm-hmm. They are at home. College game day is there. It's an 11 a.m. kick on FS1 in Lawrence. So definitely be watching that one. Up next, Watson. Watson Brown is up next. And Watson, of course, last week, you know, I thought that was a that was a good pick, but dangerous. Are you going a little bit safer? A little bit of a safer pick this week? When you pick underdogs, ain't nothing safe about it. Well, look at I mean, not only do you have to beat the spread, you got to win the game. That's not your normal way. But anyway, I'm going with the Bruins of UCLA. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Bruins at home. They're going to outscore Utah. They got killed last year at Utah, but the quarterback didn't play. So they're hot. I believe in Coach Kelly. I think they're going to get another one. They shouldn't win this game. Utah's better. But I'm going with the Bruins. Dorian Thompson Robinson McFarland. Whatever his name is. Did you hear Darren's reaction? Darren, that sounded like you were bothered. No, they were second. They were second. So I was I was nervous that Watson was going to take my pick. I was very okay. So your pick is still there. Yep. Yeah. It was second on my list. Okay. UCLA. Ukla. (laughs) Ukula. 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 Oh, chippy, chippy, do. Chippy, chip. Okay, so Utah and UCLA. Watson takes the Bruins, the home dog, 230 kick on Fox in the Rose Bowl. That'll be an interesting crowd. I wonder uh, if there will be seats open. Likely. At the Rose Bowl? (laughs) There'll be sections. It'll look like the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. (laughs) Right. They won't open the upper deck. They'll have big no. tarp up. Be tarped. Yeah. Whole damn stadium's a tarp now. Uh, okay, so Watson takes UCLA, the Bruins, at home against Utah. So uh, that's what we've got with Watson. Moving on to Darren McFarland's selection for this week. And, and Darren, I feel like you're, you're due. I mean, you've lost. Is it the last three picks or two? Because I know you, you He's want. He's due? Be I mean, three. George, you're we know you're due, but Good I'm saying Lord. I think Darren, I just I know Darren is he knows what he's doing, and I think he expects better of himself, and so mm-hmm. do I. So Darren, I, I I expect a bounce back this week. Well, Billy, I'm gonna call the hogs. I think it's time for them to bounce back. Uh they got mm-hmm. beat up at home by RTR, roll tide roll. Um I know they got a crazy pirate down there, and his interviews are still fun to watch, and you never know what the hell he's going to say. But I'm going to go with Sam Pittman in Arkansas plus the nine and a half. I think they're going to bounce back and get a win. I I love that. that. I like that pick. I like that pick. It is in Starkville, but Arkansas, not as bad as, as, you know, they looked against Bama, and, I mean, it's Bama. Uh, but Watson, do, do you like that? I mean, that's a pick that I think that's nine and a half. That's a lot of points in Starkville. Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard for me to go against one of my old boys, so that one's hard for me. But, yeah, I think that's a good pick. Uh, that's the best high point one on the board, I thought. And that could, if Darren gets that one, that could really boost him up. Even if you win, Watson, I think that would – that would uh, you'd still be in first, but that would put Darren – uh, very much closer up there to the top. So uh, this is a big, big opportunity for Darren. It's early. It's Good still Lord. early, but we're, we're getting there, George. I've got a chance to go O for the season, but it's early. George, you're on the hot seat. 
You did go oh for September, George. Now you're working on October. On October and looking yeah. pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go the, Kansas. The, the, the day George gets a win will be a big day. We need to do bring out the confetti. We'll have a party when he. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. We got Willie Donick's selection, courtesy of Chase McCabe. Now, I, I got a question here. Who's taking ownership of this? Like, if, I know Chase, you're making the pick oh. here, but I mean, I, I think you need to take full credit for this. Willie's not even here. Yeah, no, this will. I mean, I'll I'll own it, win or lose. You know, wh- however it goes. So. If you win this, you're likely ahead of me. <laughs> so we will. This is what we'll do, Chase. If you win and I don't, we will put you ahead of me. Okay. <laughs> and, an and, we'll, and we'll leave him there. We'll just leave him ahead of you. <laughs> Screw Willie. Yeah. That'll, that'll help George's confidence. Guess picker ahead of him in the hand. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to go, you know, see, the thing is, Willie's left me in a good position where I don't have to throw downfield. I can go for the sticks here, you know, a little chippy play. So uh, I'm going to go um, with somebody Watson's familiar with. I will take North Carolina plus three and a half on the road at Miami. Miami's not very good. Uh, and I actually think I think North Carolina is a pretty good football team. So I, I will take the Tar Heels. That's a really good pick. That's one of the sleeper good picks of the weekend. I'm kind of surprised it was still there. Well, I mean, let's do ask the question. If you were willing to take UCLA, Watson, couldn't you back your brother a little? Could I? I had him as two. It's the same amount of points. I just don't – I don't – Miami is weird, man. I, they are weird. an open day – you can't just sit there and say they got players. When I talked to my brother, he said it looks like a daggum NFL team when I watch these tapes. <laughs> huh. They just don't they just don't play good. So I don't I don't and then Max really struggled on defense. I mean, really struggled. He gave up 40 in every game till Virginia Tech and Virginia Tech's bad on offense. So I, I that one I had it second to, to Kansas. I mean to uh, UCLA. I will say, like, if you you sit there and you actually watch their games and just see how it's all played out, the fact that they're four and one, you know, like you just said, with with what they've done on defense, but they find a way. No, they do, and that quarterback's bona fide. Oh yeah, he's going to make a lot of money here in another year. So there it is. You've got the picks for week six, and uh, show that order up there, George, number first, number one. Took number Kansas first. number first. I'm. It's been a long day. George. You're a little rattled, aren't you? It's been a long day. Number one in the list. He takes Kansas plus seven. I mean, you're you don't seem super confident. No, tech. I mean, TCU put on a performance last week that's scary. But there's something magical about Kansas. They're going to play this tough. I'm going to be in this late, and I can't always say that every week. You're drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah. I am. Okay, so George is drinking the Kansas Kool-Aid. Watson takes UCLA plus the three-and-a-half at home against Utah. That should be a really good game, by the way. Uh, Watson takes the home dog in UCLA. Darren takes Arkansas. He's calling the Hogs plus the nine-and-a-half. So we'll have to see about that. Willie, courtesy of Chase, takes North Carolina plus three-and-a-half. That is at Miami. That's a three-o'clock kick on ESPN2. 
in Miami Gardens. There could be sections available as well in that one. You think? There could be a deck. <laughs> there we could be an entire deck. We seem to pick uh, games where there's sections typically available. Not at the end of we don't go by the old only one side of a stadium anymore, right? No, but I have brought that up on another show where somebody picked Fordham one week. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. So, so, Watson, let me tell you what I did. I went earlier today oh, this was fantastic. to a site called MaddoxSports.com in honor of Darren's son. <laughs> and, and this is what – let me see if I can find this really quick. I mean, some of this stuff is ridiculous. Some of these, what they call added games. Is so it- like, like it's teams like incarnate word. <laughs> uh, another one was Bryant college. Holy cross. Uh, is that, I mean, is that bear Bryant? I, I don't know. Uh, all of a sudden I'm having trouble pulling this stuff up. Bucknell <laughs> added games and, and certain people have gone to using, well, no wonder I'm having trouble. I tried to look it up by tweeting it. <laughs> oh, That's man. not good. Anyway, you get where I'm going. And, and I just pointed out some of the ridiculous games that are being played teams that don't even play tackle football, Watson. You should should not be able to pick somebody that you don't know where it is. Right. (laughs) That ought to to be against against the tradition here. You cannot pick somebody you don't know where it is. Where is Incarnate Word? Does anybody know? That's against the rules. I'm banning that. I think Incarnate Word is at the Vatican. (laughs) (laughs) I I have no idea. Where where is Incarnate Word? (laughs) Darren? No idea. No clue. We sound like a bunch of atheists. (laughs) Chase, thank you so much for being with us. Hey, George, it's an honor to be on with you. Thank you so much. Would you like to close it out since Billy seems to have trouble with the the right way to close it? The silly underdog, like the actual segment, or take it to break? No, no, I don't want you to take it to break. The, the way Willie is. Oh, ends yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gentlemen, good luck. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you don't mean it. Nobody ever means it. So here's some of the games real quick. Incarnate Word is in San Antonio, by the Incarnate way. Incarnate Word beat somebody they weren't supposed to this year. I was trying to think who it was, but they got to win – Earlier this year, it was a big upset. It's in Texas? Yeah, I'm, I'm reading here. It's in San Antonio, Texas, founded in 1881. That? Albany plays Monmouth, which is also a racetrack. <laughs> um, San Diego gets Drake. George, maybe you should start attacking these. Davidson takes on St. Thomas Hospital. <laughs> Um, Stony Brook will play New Hampshire. The line on that game is New Hampshire by eight. This is the kind of I like Stony Brook getting the eight. What about I'm you, Darren? Sure you do. You sound like <laughs> you're reading sponsors, not team names. It does, doesn't it, guys? I appreciate you doing this, Chase. Uh, thank you for pinching in, pitching in for Willie. 
Absolutely. Who did not care about your competition earlier today. That's a violation. Darren, good luck to your Indians tomorrow. Yeah, Justin Bieber takes the hill for the, for the, <laughs> for the Guardians against McClanahan. He's Shane McClanahan's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. The Battle of the Shanes. Be a believer. Yeah. Battle of the Shanes. Guys, right. see y'all next week. Okay, thanks. Have a good day. Yeah, guys. Okay, Watson, guess what we're doing after the break? What are we doing? We're doing the plaster bed of the day. Well, why not? Yeah. You won one feel, last night, didn't you, boy? I sure did. Feel very strong about it. We'll talk about it when we come back. First of all, Brian Stewart sitting there in the on-deck circle. He was clapping. What was he clapping He about? was clapping for you last night, George. Yeah, yeah man. Had the F pick. A, win, a win's a win, George. <laughs> a, there <laughs> you go. Anyway, hey, take it any way we can get it. That's right. So tell me what's going on in your world. Well, I am uh, – you know, obviously getting geared up in the sports world, getting geared up for uh, Alabama playing this weekend. We got the Titans uh, hoping to take command of the commanders up there in Washington. And good grief, I hope we don't have a letdown this week. Um, and then, of course, the, uh, you know, the Braves getting ready to make their uh, trek to the World Series this year next week. So very excited about that. A lot of good stuff going on in the sports world uh predators getting fired up and getting going so that's always exciting um as far as the uh real estate world goes uh one stop realty man we are getting geared up for another weekend i know there's a lot of sports stuff going on but we are at, we obviously have some fantastic homes that are on the market uh we have opportunities for these buyers to get out there get some deals made on these homes I've got a home that I have listed right now at 1007 Delray Trail in Hendersonville. Uh, been on the market for a little while. We dropped the price down, uh, which uh, honestly kind of surprised me because this neighborhood was it, just one of them hot neighborhoods up here. Uh, so it surprised me whenever I dropped the price down and we are looking for that motivated buyer to come out there and come make a deal on this house because these sellers are ready to go. Uh, so if you have anybody out there looking in Sumner County for Hendersonville, uh, great location, great schools, uh, this is the house for you. It's all one level with a bonus upstairs. Even built a uh, extra bedroom in the attic space upstairs, which was pretty cool. Uh, so great neighborhood, great homes coming up this weekend. Um, we have some open houses that will be going on as well. Uh, love for everybody to get on One Stop Realty TN. Check us out on our website. Follow us and like us on our Facebook page and our Instagram, because if you're wanting to know about real estate in Middle Tennessee, I promise we can we can get you the information you need. I've got 30 great agents here. They're all willing to work and do what they need to do through the weekend. They don't care about sports. They just want to sell some homes. So <laughs> you call these guys and gals and let them come out there and help you. 615-822-0750 is our number. Look forward to speaking with you for sure. Thanks, George. Brian. Have a good one. We'll talk tomorrow. All right, buddy. Bye. Stay tuned. We're going to get you a victory. One in the left-hand column. When we come back, this is Main Street Media Television.
Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care. With 16 sub-specialized physicians, our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year, I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace. And we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes, and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It is now time for the bet of the day, powered by Bar Durham Injury Law. They have aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need. Learn more about Bar Durham Injury Law by logging on to bardurham.com. George, let's take a look at some of those results uh, from last night. Of course, John Rice Plumley played a hell of a game. I mean, that that was uh, that's what got UCF the win. What he was able to do for that offense. So you get to forty-two and forty-six with a win last night. I'll be interested to see if you can make that two. In okay, a row. hold on here just a second, Watson. I almost texted you at halftime. SMU was up thirteen to ten. I, I thought you had it won. What in the world happened? SMU died in the second half. Yeah, and didn't play well in the first half. So I didn't feel as strong about it as you did. I wasn't watching it, but I'd turn over and see the the score. And and they weren't scoring any points. And when SMU doesn't score points, they're going to get beat. Because they're they not have that good on defense. defense. And, you know, Plumlee is getting better. 
we watched him early in the year, and then we watched him a little last night. And I'm telling you, he's playing a lot better. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see the Ole Miss quarterback as as the season goes on. And uh, there may be some second guessing letting him go if if Dart don't pick it up a little bit. So within four of 500 right now, need a little hot streak to get where I want to get. I'm just going to do what I've been doing. You take the Thursday night home favorite. In this case, it's Denver. Not that Denver has necessarily been anything to write home about, but you figure at some point that Russell Wilson is going to start to get their offense cranked up. Indy without Jonathan Taylor, I don't know. Uh, Matt Ryan is not going to get away from Denver's rush. Watson, I think they're going to sack him a bunch tonight unless their offensive line is way better than what we've been seeing. Boy, we've been watching them all year and they've been poor. They're not very tough, not very physical. I agree with you on this one. I'm I'm, I'm going with Denver too. I, I think Denver takes this and, and Denver's been close. They've not been blown out. They, they're they're right there. I guess Indianapolis has too. But watching Indianapolis play, they just don't play good to me. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm with you on this one. Um, again, Taylor not going to play. I think it puts a lot of pressure on Matt Ryan. I just think Denver at home is going to cover, and we'll see tomorrow because I will have a bunch of picks tomorrow. Mm. Big weekend of picks. Big weekend slate. Watch up this weekend, George. Catch up. I intend to. All right. I could use a win tonight. Watson, I'll see you on Monday. See you on Monday, guys. Y'all have fun. See you, Watson. For those of you who are still with us right now, tomorrow the Preds open their regular season in Prague. Willie Donick will have the game on television, and then he will join us at like 5.10, about an hour and a half after the game is over, to talk about it. That is 12.10. That's a seven-hour time difference in Prague. He's going to join us. We'll do the normal things that we do on a football Friday, and I will have a ton of plaster bets of the weekend to close it all out. See you tomorrow. Enjoy your football.